Hey, what's up? It's Wednesday, October 25th, and I am late. That's my bad. I'm supposed to have something come out on Mondays, but it did not work out this week. For whatever reason, there is Echo. Okay. Hey, man. Hey. I'm trying to be creative and professional here. Is there any way you could not do that? Come here. Echo. Something's outside. It's nothing. But he's not inside. No, he's going to open the door on his own. This is a great way to start a podcast. Thanks for... <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean... Oh, then push it open, asshole. Don't come to my fucking house because this is what you're going to get. What an incredible guard dog. There's absolutely nothing. I mean, I could see maybe he's tripping on wind or something, but it's like... I mean, I know you guys have something better to listen to than me and my fucking dog. Thanks anyway. So, uh, sorry about being late. That's what it is sometimes, work schedule. This is going to be episode 12. We are in, what, sixth grade? Yay. Had a fucking day today, man. So, headaches have been uh, pretty consistent over the years, but they're starting to get, uh, you know, a little bit worse. So, had to go get an MRI. <clears throat> a lot of fun, if you've never done that. You, you know, it's exactly what everybody says it is. You sit in a tube. And if you don't like being in tubes, well, you fucking sweat and uh, just stay nervous for a while. So it, it was great. It was a lot of fun for a half an hour. All the, I've had a couple MRIs. I don't remember this thing being over my fucking face, but it was like an Iron Maiden. And then she's like, uh, this chick was, she was really nice. Don't get me wrong. Totally professional. But she's like, hey, you want some headphones? And it was like full on headphones. And then you stuff your head into this plastic thing. So there's like no room. But, you know, once you get back in there, they start the scans. All the noises are happening. And I told her, she gave me a ear, you know, hearing protection. And I'm like, I you know, I don't really even hear that good anyway which explains my loud mouth and everything else you guys have to deal with. So thanks. Um, I don't hear that well anyway, so it's probably not. She's like, well, you just put, okay. So I put them in and then, uh, what kind of music do you like? I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of like the heavy side. And she was like, like heavy metal. Yeah. I kind of like heavy metal. She was like, oh, okay. So like new heavy or old heavy? I will be 41 soon, so I realize that I'm fucking old now. Um, I'm I'm okay with that. It's it's a bummer that, you know, you're just fucking old. But uh, I'm like, hey, just to ask, like, what is your uh, what do you what do you, when you think of old or new metal? Like, what do you think of? Like, what's old metal? She's like, I really don't know. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's it's cool. That's why I asked. You know, uh, she was like, but we have. Um, whatever they had, you know, and it's got like hair bands in the 80s. I said, check it out. Just put on whatever you want. 
Um, so then I get back into the tube and I, you can't hear any fucking thing anyway. And the whole point is to stay still, of course, which I have a problem doing when I'm trying to just sit around. I'm, I'm pretty fidgety and scribbling on a piece of paper as we speak. So that is a whole thing for me. But what I figured out about this and she said I did really well, it's like, uh, what a test in like mental fortitude, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but it's just, um, you know, like, because you just want out. Of, I just wanted out of this thing. And there was one time when I opened my eyes and the, it like the whole cover thing for your face is right on top of you. So there is no room. Um, and so I looked up and they had air blowing. So my eyes started watering. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want my eyes to be open. I don't want to see how close this thing is to me. So it's like, close your eyes, but then my eyes are water. And so I wanted to wipe my eyes. But then you got to ask yourself, like, if I ever stop this thing and pull me all the way out to wipe my eyes, and then it takes an extra 15 minutes, what's the point of that? That just prolongs this whole process. So I didn't just stuck it out, but it reminded me of a, like a long distance run. The longest I've ran on my own is a half marathon. Um, but it reminds you of the peaks and valleys of a, you know, a long distance run like that, because at first you're jacked and this is going to be fine. And then, uh, for me, those, that first like mile and a half to two miles is when I feel any kind of like pain or irregularity at all. After that, I pick up speed, I feel less pain at all, and just after that first mile or two, I, I could just cruise. And so uh, it reminded me of that a lot. Just, I, you know, you're chilling. I was just thinking about the podcast and, like, what some ideas and uh, just some other, you know, just ups and downs. And, and then you'll go from that to... Uh, like, a, oh, fuck, where am I? And then actually open your eyes and you're like, oh, my God, I hate being in here. And then you hear the magnets bouncing around. And so it was kind of a cool little mental test for today um, just to get it done and out of the way. And I don't know. I hope there's nothing wrong, obviously, but uh, just just the headaches and shit. And then like the memory stuff is going a little more. Maybe I just fucked myself up on drugs, too. I mean, obviously that, you know, you can't do the drugs. In the type of drugs I was doing, meth and pills, and the amount I was doing, let's just say a lot. And not to have, uh, not to, like after that, expect any kind of long-term effects. So, and I don't mean to laugh it off. You guys know that, of course. Um, but that's just how I got to think about it. It's some kind of funny. Um, but... I'm hoping that, because uh, I've got, I got tested uh, like years ago, I don't know how long ago it was, a few years now, five or six years, um, for any kind of TBI, traumatic brain injury stuff, and that one didn't show anything. Now, I don't know if those type of things, there's, they, they describe them like dots, they're either white dots or black dots, I don't know, but um, I don't know if those can come like later, right, so I don't know if anything could have changed from then. So let's say it hasn't, and let's say that they come back, that this whole MRI comes back, and like there's nothing to be worried about. Well, fuck, then that means all the damage I've done 
whether it's like fighting and getting kicked in the head and, and, or like drugs and alcohol and just partying my face off for, I don't know, the better part of 15 years, really. Um, I'd be pissed if I did that much damage to myself, which I know I'm not the only one, but I'm sitting here talking to you, so I only have my experiences to go off of. So we'll see what the results of that are. I'll keep you posted unless they're too bad, and then I'll just... Well, no, I'll still tell you because then it'll be funny. Like my next evolution that I did today, I went and got my eyes checked a month ago. Um, driving to work or home from work at night, I'm going like against traffic, so it's all these bright lights and everybody's got the fucking LEDs now. and um, It's just like... I have to kind of stare to my right at that white line. It's a soft shoulder most of the way I go to work. So in order to not stare at these things and then just have, because I'm I'm talking about, if you know anywhere around here, Highway 79, it's just just miles of cars coming at me in the dark. So I just like, if you, if I stare at it, it's just blind and, fucking hope for the best but um so i try to avoid it but um the optometrist was like listen i can give you a prescription but i just don't think it's gonna be that helpful she said you know you can try the yellow lens like safety glasses apparently those cut down on that blue light which i didn't because whatever you know if it's not something that i don't know i i should try it i'm sure is what i would be told but it's like if it's not a a prescription thing just fucking deal with it you know you're getting older and your eyes might be fading a little bit and that's what it is but she did uh come out from behind her machines whatever a month ago said hey um do you have any family history of glaucoma now i don't know a whole lot. I don't have a lot of family history as far as um, medical issues go. Both my parents died really young, but that was kind of self-induced. So, you know, my mom's heart problems and stuff, that's not like a hereditary or or generational thing that's going on in my family history. That's It's all self-induced, us people in my family that don't take care of ourselves. Um, and But so when a medical professional asks you a question like that, they wouldn't be asking you if there wasn't a reason, right? So it's not like she came out from behind this equipment and was like, hey, you have any family history of glaucoma? And if I said no, she'd be like, oh, okay, cool, just curious. You know, so obviously she had a reason to ask me if I had family history of glaucoma. And I said, no, but I don't like this question whatsoever. And she's like, listen, I don't have a baseline to go off of I haven't gotten one of those stupid pictures where they take um, photos of your optic nerve and it looks like it looks like space or something. It's fucking weird that that's what's going on inside your eyeballs and that's what makes it work. But uh, so I don't I don't. There's no baseline to speak of. So they they didn't know what my normal was, right? So I'm like, no. She's like, listen, this is, you know, this this nerve is supposed to look like a donut in the fact of like the outside supposed to be. But none of this makes sense to me now. I really don't know what glaucoma is. And I even asked her, I'm like, can you die from glaucoma? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, OK, all I know about glaucoma is like you can get to smoke weed or something. 
No. I think that was what I remember about people with glaucoma was that medical marijuana helped them. So I obviously couldn't work if I was going blind. Um, so, I mean, at least I'd have somewhat of a reason to use cannabis and not get in trouble for it, which would be sick. So she wanted to bring me back for testing, just some further testing to make sure. Well, that was today. I decided to schedule a meeting with school for one of my kids. It was a good meeting, so nothing bad, but schedule that, an MRI, and a, a double glaucoma test for all one of my days off. So it's been a fun day. But so I, you do the stupid little test things. And I'm sitting in the chair in the office waiting for someone to come back and read me the results because luckily enough, you don't have to wait. Like the MRI, I have to wait. My doctor goes over my guest and then calls me with the results. I, I don't know. Um, but I asked the girl that was the female, the woman, whatever, that was giving the test to me, um, like, am I going to find out what's up today? She's like, yeah. I, okay. So while I'm waiting in the room, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be 41 uh, on Christmas Day coming up. And I don't know what the time frame is to go blind, like all the way from glaucoma, right? I don't know. So if you're, if you're listening to this going, it's six months or it's, it can be over eight years or whatever. I good for you for knowing that. Cause I don't, I don't know anyone with glaucoma. I never have. So I'm sitting there thinking like, what would I do if I go blind? So, there are a couple different schools of thought for me personally. Um, I've seen a lot, a lot of really memorable stuff, uh, good and bad, I think. But I've literally been around the world. Um, I, you know, have just ran like a gypsy my whole life. I, I just wanted to go places and do things, and it was always what's next. So, I mean, there's that, right? So I have those... Um, mental you know those personal images downloaded i'm sure somewhere now i could have smoked all of them away but uh hopefully like you know if someone was talking about uh, the grand canyon i could pull that memory back up right which i can because i am right now but i was thinking like what am i gonna do so i can't work eventually i wouldn't be able to work my job requires that I visualize that I have to visually inspect and see a lot of things happening you know so I would definitely not be working like what would be the cause of this thing that's another whole deal um but so I start going into like seeing my kids get married that'd be a real drag like Alicia could have her new boyfriend kind of here and if I couldn't smell or hear anything, like if he just didn't wear, you know, like strong deodorant that I couldn't smell, because hopefully my smelling would get better. Probably not. Um, but, you know, she could just have her new boyfriend here and I wouldn't know about that. So, I mean, whatever, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But but I know I was thinking to myself all these things about um like how funny it would actually be, right? A motherfucker like me that's done all the bad in the world that I have done and I'm trying to do better now, but it would be ironic and kind of funny, but I was thinking like, you know, just wiping your ass. That would be such a drag to have a glaucoma. So 
and I was talking to, uh, uh, sorry, I'm leading you guys uh, down a road here. I, the results came up negative. I do not have glaucoma. Not one or two of my eyes have glaucoma, so I'm cool there. So I get home, speaking of wiping your ass and, and you know, how shit, how shitty that would be. Hey, there we go. Uh, I get home, and Alicia's like, so? And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm good, you know? And she's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm like, ah. At least it would be funny. She's like, no, it wouldn't. You're fucking 41. You, you Having glaucoma in both your eyes, it's not funny. And then she even said, like, I'd have to wipe your ass for you. I'm like, exactly. That would be funny. But it wouldn't be funny at all to have to depend on someone. First of all, I don't think I'm I don't think my wife's going to be the one to do that. And if you ask her, she's definitely going to be the one to do that or her new boyfriend. So with somebody's wiping my ass, but I like, you can't have that. Right. So it's gotta be like a nurse you hire in. But then I'm thinking like just everything. What about, uh, since I'm staring at my weights, what about lifting weights? Well, so I start going into this thing and it, I'm not at all minimizing how serious going blind would be. So don't jump my shit about it. I'm trying to make it funny, but, um, you know, so the weights have like uh, the weight, you know, it's it's written on them and you can just feel it. So you'd have to start feeling it. But then but then like uh, if you're benching and, you know, I've got safety pins. So if I were to drop the weight, it won't fall and crush my blind face, which would be funny, too. But um, like, how would you rack the bar? It's just out of feel. But if you're going really heavy, you'd be fucked if you missed one side, which, you know, again, kind of funny um, guns. I, that would do no one any good to have firearms around at all. So cash, Alicia's pretty good on them. I got, I, we, uh, trained before, so she knows enough to know what to do, um, which is cool, but I wouldn't be able to do that anymore. Cash would have to cover that. Cutting the grass would be fucking funny because I mean, it would just be like, it would just be, imagine how funny it would be for a blind dude. Well, for me being blind to cut the grass. It'd be fucking funny. But then like, uh, you know, I'm into my shoes. How, how could you buy new shoes and no, you know, cause Alicia's style isn't the same as mine. So I'm just thinking of all these like things that maybe I could start writing some stand up Cause it's like, if I'm not working, I'm going to do something. So try to make it funny because I'm going to try not to just be a miserable cunt because I'm blind of something that I probably didn't do to myself. It's just the way my shit was supposed to go. So try to make it funny. Um, try to continue podcasting and like feeling as bored and come to find out I've been talking for two hours and the mics weren't, you know, whatever. But uh, some of that shit would be kind of funny too. But I was thinking like to be, to do stand up. Okay. You could, you, you can only hear the crowd's reaction. So you can just go to open mics and we have the funny bone here in St. Louis and they, there's some other shit you can go to helium and so there's some other stuff you could go to, but, uh, you can't hear the crowd. You can't see the crowd's reaction. You can hear it of course, but so who gives a fuck when you bomb, which you're going to, uh, but I think you could use that. And I think some of it could be pretty funny. Like if a plane's going down and I'm on it, I don't give a fuck. I never know how close the ground is. Everybody else would be screaming and it's just like, man, it'd be cool if you were me because I can't see shit. And when this thing hits, it's just going to hit. Of course, I don't want any of that to happen again. This is supposed to be funny. 
but uh, just everyday stuff. So I'm thinking about like, how can I make this thing? Because honestly, when I was doing the tests, I, I, it, I did not feel great about what was going on. I'm like, dude, my, you're fucking, you are going blind. You should have known this already. Like this should, you should, it should be pretty apparent to you that you can't see shit, which I can. Um, I'm, but, but I'm in a test for fucking glaucoma in both of my eyes. So of course I'm going to get like the worst, like, Oh fuck, what are we going to do when we're blind? You can't drive anymore. Fuck that. So I'm trying to think all these ways, uh, that I can make this funny and still have fun in my life, which I would. I, I mean, I, I just find it hard to believe that I would just roll over and not enjoy anything. You can still work out. You can still do push-ups and sit up. I mean, it's not that hard. You're on the fucking ground already. As long as nothing's around, you're going to bang your head on. You should be fine. So, but then again, boy, oh boy, a lot of it would suck. Not seeing able to, or not like being able to see the kids play sports. So Alicia would have to be my commentator, which would be fucking funny. Or like if I wanted to Google something, Alicia would have to do it for me. So I always, uh, we always like make jokes about when we're old and how I'm just kind of like, like, you know, I, I don't need her for everything, but when it comes to some shit, like I, it's a rap, dude, I'm just asking Alicia, but you know, just this old bag of shit, Alicia, just like screaming for her across the house and fucking what, you know, what do you want? And I just think it'd be pretty funny, but of course not being able to drive, and like see the sun, sun, sun up, dawn, not being able to see that or dust, that would suck too. Um. So anyway, I'm sitting there going through all this stuff, and it's probably like eight minutes or something before the tech comes in and uh, is telling me what's going on. But I'm going through my whole life, and this is like, whoa. You should not stress about stuff you can't control. And I know that, but I'm just trying to be realistic and think about it. So here she comes. She's like, and she, right when she walks in, she's like, good news. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know? Um, so I'm a glaucoma survivor. I do not have double glaucoma, which is cool. I'll take it. Um, but, but there would have been some funny to it. And I think if you can find the funny, it takes a sting out of it a little bit. I think so anyway. I don't know. That would be my way of dealing with it because what else can you do? I just can't be a dick all the time to everybody else around me, my family, because I have glaucoma. That wouldn't be nice. And I try to be nice, which I'm not sometimes. I was supposed to be on the meeting, the Zoom meeting at uh, 9.30 this morning. Alicia comes in at 9.20. Or no, 9.10, I'm sorry. I was raised, I like to be woken up kind of easy. I don't, and she, she wasn't screaming. It was just that now when she came in and said, hey, babe, that uh, Zoom meeting's in 20 minutes. I think she knows me well enough to know that I like a lot more than 20 minutes to get up and get moving. I would rather wake up an hour early and be able to do my whole little process thing uh, than like, you know, I, I'm not going to get up and brush my teeth and put my boots on and go straight to work. Like, I will not do that. Even if I took a shower the night before, I'm getting up. Let's see, I get up at 3.40, and I got to be there at 5. So, like, you know, a significant amount of time. Some would say too much time, but not for me. I like my time. I like to do 
the way I like to do it. So I think she would know that. And, uh, and I just kind of woke up shitty, but I got good sleep out of it. I just didn't want to wake up that I won't wake up on my own. So when I didn't get to do that, I was kind of bitchy. Um, but it would be even more funny if she had to wake me up and I was blind and like stumble around and kick stuff. I mean, I, I'm sure it would be a while to adjust to that. It'd be fucking funny. Kicking shit all the time and dropping stuff. And then like, what if you burn your toast and you don't, I mean, I guess you could, I guess you would start to hear about it. like you would like when you're buttering your toast, you would, you could probably tell obviously by feel with your other hand, if it was more or less done, but all that shit. I made bacon and eggs today when I got home from my MRI and not knowing, you know what I mean? I like my bacon a certain way. I like my eggs done a certain way. Not being able to just know that would really fuck me up because I like certain things the way I like them. And I, I know we all do, but it's just funny to think about how many mistakes you would make before you got to be able to just walk out to the mailbox, you know, that little ass tree in front of my yard, I, in the middle of my yard, I'd run into that fucking thing constantly. So it'd be, I don't know. I'm, I think it'd be a little funny, but of course it's a horrible disease. And I'm sorry for anybody that knows anybody that has it. It's a real bummer. I'm not making fun. I'm just making light of a situation that is no longer even in my life. So stop talking about it. Speaking of running into stuff, Coming home, I had some night shifts, uh, and on that last one, dude, I was struggling. Like, I the uh, the time, you know, the little digital clock on the bottom of your uh, computer screen. I couldn't focus in on it and shit. So I was kind of feeling rough about going home. But like I said, going home is with all the traffic. So the best thing I can do, and especially now, it's getting a little cooler out. The deer are starting to cross this road. I mean, it's nuts. There are just deer littered all over this thing at some times of the year. That's now. Um, but in seven years, I haven't hit one. No deer problems for me whatsoever. Most of the guys at work have had incidents with deer. I just haven't yet, so I've been lucky on that. Well, here comes this buck, and I can't say how big he was because it happened kind of quick. I was not as alert as I would like to be. I was pretty alert, but not as much as I'd like to be. And uh, I saw him coming out. Of course, he's slipping and sliding all over the place. Um, and I got some antler off of him pretty good. So I didn't, it wasn't a direct impact. He kind of hit my driver's side. I got a dope-ass Tacoma. He hit the uh, back door of the uh, crew cab, extended cab. But with just his antler, it, and it sounded really loud. So I pulled over at the gas station not far away just to check it out. And so I'm looking back in my side mirror, and I can see my gas pump little door, uh, my gas tank door is like ajar. So I'm like, fuck, he ripped that whole thing off, you know. And he didn't. Um, I don't even know if he scratched the paint. I haven't gotten into it. Uh, like as far as buffing it out and shit goes, I'm going to take it to work and see what the boys think. They're my go-to for anything. But uh, I was I was happily surprised. And the door on the gas tank was just open because obviously he bumped it and it, you know, it springs open on itself. So no fucking real damage, luckily, because 
I don't I just don't want to buy a new truck right now. I don't want to buy a new anything really right now. But I just like my shit. I like my truck just fine the way it is. And I, I've heard like these trucks are going for a hundred grand. It's, I'm just I'm not that guy. I don't tow anything. I don't have boats and RVs and stuff. So I don't need a big truck. Is why I got a mid-sized girls truck. But I like it a lot. And uh, so so he didn't do that bad. We call the dude TJ and. If it does need any kind of touch-up stuff, I got a guy for that. So hopefully it'll go over without, uh, I mean, I just, fuck it. If, if if it doesn't buff out, fuck it. I don't have to get a paint job, which I'm cool with. But yeah, not having to buy a new vehicle right now would be great. The interest rates are up real high. We had a, we had a friend of a friend come over and look at the basement. We're going to put in another uh, bedroom and bathroom down here. And uh, we don't even have an idea of how much it is, but you got to figure like 30, 40 grand. I talked to a couple of the guys that used to build homes and they're like, yeah, it's probably a safe bet to be thinking around there somewhere. So just looking at like loan stuff, I don't know. I, Sorry, but podcasting has made me zero dollars. So I definitely don't have 40,000 to um, hand over to anybody. But just looking at interest rates and shit, it's all like 8 and 9%, and we've shopped around, so we'll figure it out. But I definitely don't want to have to go buy a new vehicle. However, I work at this place, and uh, yeah, dude, deer are going to cross the road, so hopefully it doesn't happen. And if it does, maybe it'll make me go blind. Did anybody find that funny at all? I thought it was a pretty good one. That's just me. So, Yeah. We'll see what happens with the MRI. No double Glock Glock, so we're cool there. What else is happening? Oh, I hope uh, hope somebody got something good out of that Shapiro podcast. I was really happy with that one, and he said he had fun. And I wish we could do more, more often, more time, more everything. Um, but I hope that uh, I hope that that hit somebody. I hope it. Uh, got through to somebody, or if you, you know, like I was saying, know somebody it might get through too, please reach out. I'd be happy to help if you can send, uh, if I can send anybody his way, if they're willing to do what he advises them to do, fuck that tells them what to do, they'll, they're going to make it. I promise. It's one of those deals where if I can, anybody can, I don't just say that lightly. It's true. Um, we, uh, we went to see a play of the wedding singer last weekend, I think. Um, it was a lot of fun. No, it was, it was, it was a good time. Uh, we had two of the kids with us. One of them, uh, was staying with a friend. So we had the oldest Chevelle and, uh, Cash with us. And we went out to Florissant, the Civic Center. Uh, that's where they had it at. And that was crazy because uh, Florissant, excuse me, the Hazelwood Florissant area is where I grew up. It's It was my whole life until uh, like 28. 20, no, that's not true. In there somewhere. It was a lot of, most of my life, uh, besides leaving for military and school and stuff like that. Um, 
but it's also where all of my trouble was. So I haven't been back uh, when my mom and grandma died. They died within a month of each other. So that was that was uh, the last reasons I had to go back. Um, I don't do a lot of, uh, what's it called, cemetery. I don't do a lot of those visits. Um, my grandma and grandpa are out there, but that's just not my thing. So I don't have a lot of reasons to go back there. However, we were looking for something fun to do with the kids, and Alicia found this thing, and she loves the wedding singer who doesn't love the wedding singer movie, of course. Um, so we went and checked that out, and it's like this like group of, you know, actors, thespians. <laughs> um, and uh they just they like put on a bunch of shows and stuff. So anyway, we were doing this one and um the the play was fine. It was fun. The kids didn't even get it because they had never really seen the movie. So we were supposed to watch the movie the next day and then everybody like got a half hour in and didn't want to watch it anymore. We are great. Um but going out there was interesting because I kind of took the kids down Limburg, like the old stomping grounds and showed them because like now we're going to this place that I went to summer camp for years. Uh, it was like me, my sister, a whole crew. I don't know how many of us there were five, six, seven, eight, something, but there was a crew of us that all went there. Um, all our parents still work back then. So, you know, early nineties and shit, this whole thing about like having to have your kids in a, and a, a, a fucking daycare place or, or someone reputable. And that just wasn't that we were all poor people. So we like stayed at home by ourselves way too young, way too young. And, um, so we drove past where I used to live on Loyola and, uh, I was telling the kids this whole story on the way there. And they're like, what do you mean? Grandma just let you just ride you guys' bikes. I'm like, yeah, dude, this was fucking when shit was real. It was awesome back then. You just go. Uh, so I took them by the house. I'm like, all right, so we would get on our bikes here. And then I don't know. I'm guessing like six, seven miles. Uplinburg. I don't know. Five, five, six, seven miles. Who cares? The point was we all made our lunches put our shit in our backpack, got on our bikes, met up, like, I think at my house, at the one one dude, Corey, came from up the street, Chucky, Josh, uh, Heather, Angel. It was like a crew. And uh, we all met up, I think, at my house and just took off. And, like, just parenting. I know that... Uh, our parents, like, you know, we, we were always running, always, like all you guys were. I'm sure we're all pretty close to the same age, and if you're younger, your childhood sucked. But um, we would uh, just run kind of like North Lindbergh's not a place for kids to be crossing the street, and we did it a fucking on a daily basis. And so, uh, yeah, we would all get on our bikes and mob up there, and, I mean, we were, we were good about it because it was morning rush hour, and uh, we'd go up to the stoplights and wait, and, we, you know, I mean, we we kind of followed the rules. But we got there and got home every day for however long it was through the summer for a few years, man. And uh, I'm thinking about that like not a fucking chance I would let my kids do that. Why? Well... I guess, is it because we know how many more weirdos are out there now? Because, like, of course, in the 90s, we, you didn't know. There wasn't that app thing where you could see how many weirdos live in your neighborhood and 
throw shit at their house. There, there wasn't like you knew they were there, and people were always getting abducted and killed. And that that just shit hasn't changed that much. It's just that it's in our face now. It's right in your pocket. Every time you open that thing, it's better to keep everyone scared and kind of in the house. I think so. It's like I don't think the dangers have changed that much, but the the parenting obviously has right for my mom to be able to just go all right you guys have a good day be careful and of course she fucking worried but it's like what else could she do you know um she was doing it on her own so it wasn't like hey you're gonna go to your dad's for the afternoon and then uh, that wasn't happening either so she just kind of didn't have a choice and so we all just made it and i there was that trust thing there where like you don't we didn't want mom to not trust us and all that shit but times have changed and uh, I'm sure for the better, right? Because it's like, that probably wasn't the best idea, but it wasn't like it was just me or just my sister or just Josh or just Chucky or just, it was it was a crew of us and we were little motherfuckers. So like we, you know, we looked out for each other and shit like that and I don't know. but But pulling up to the Civic Center where the play was, it was like, damn, man, that's a little bit further than than a little bit. My kids practice and basically do everything. I don't even think it's a uh, it's like a mile and some change away. Now, the main drag by the house, a, a big section of it doesn't have a sidewalk. If it did, I think I would at least let Cash ride his bike to practice. And if he was with his sister, probably both of them. And now everybody's got a phone and I can get to him pretty quick. Like I can just run through the woods. And I mean, I could, if, if your fucking kids call you and they're in trouble, you get there quick. But it's just, uh, it's weird how times change. But, you know, Cash and Savvy wanted to go down to the creek the other day. And I was like, yeah, dude, go, go get dirty. You guys need to be outside. Just not caring about it. Leave your phones here. Put some shitty clothes on and go get dirty. So they go down there and uh, we had been down there before and kind of there's a bridge not too far. Like it's a little ways from where we kind of go into the woods at uh, or into the creek at. Um, and there was like there's some spray painting and shit. And I saw like some needles and stuff. But so obviously somebody's down there doing their thing and partying and, uh, you know. Uh, no, I don't like it. No, I don't think it's right at all, but like to understand the mindset of a drug addict, I guess you have to be one, right? So it's like if you're looking for somewhere to go shoot dope under a bridge somewhere, if that's not a fucking Red Hot Chili Pepper song, I don't know what is, literally. Um, so we kind of walked down there, and there was nobody there, and I was with them. This was a while back, but uh, I'm like, hey, man, I don't want you guys fucking around down here. So... When uh, when they were going down there the other day, they got their bucket with their little tools and stuff. And I said, check it out, man. I got to get changed. I'm going to get the dog uh, and I'll meet you down there in a minute. But I don't want you going down that way. Stay right here. We've got like a marking where we go in and out at. Stay right there. Fuck around. Have some fun. Catch some crawdads or whatever. And then Echo and I will meet you down there in a minute. And uh, before I could even get like get dressed and you know i mean get down there uh they had already come walking back up the street and what was happening and uh 
I guess they had saw a bottle of liquor or something and just they had saw a couple things that made them feel a little uneasy like somebody might be down there. So they're not far from where we were They're They still know that there's danger. I mean, not danger necessarily, but they know that like if I went down there, I probably wouldn't be happy with the whole situation. They said there was like a tarp or a tent. Um, so maybe somebody was camping like closer. Cause like, if you just go down in this Creek, you're uh, out of view. So it's like, there's still there. I mean, kids are obviously, you know, uh, human beings in general are about survival. So it's not like they're so stupid that they can't look at a situation and go, okay, something doesn't seem right. Or I don't know what dad would think about this. Like, let's just go back up to the house, which I'm really glad that they did. And I didn't go down there and, check it out or anything so that just be a problem but but no man i wouldn't let them ride their bikes through even this nice town i live in which is supposed to be um great for raising kids and families and crime rate and all that other shit that who, who took i mean where'd those numbers come from but um i just wouldn't let them do it but it was weird to think how much different things were so thought I'd point that out. But uh, these actor dudes were having fun. And it's like they're nerds, you know, but I think that that's kind of cool, right? Because at least they're having fun and like doing something nice. And it was basically just old people at the show. So we got to crack up a little bit and like they fucked up a couple of times. So of course we were laughing at that. I don't know. It was funny. The one... Uh, <laughs> The one actor was a big old sassy dude and like the way he was dancing and shit. I mean, he was into it, bro. And uh, me and Cash, Cash is sitting next to me and I was like, damn, dude, he is getting it. He's like, he's a sassy boy. I said, yes, he is. But we were cracking up. And then, uh, yeah, came home the next day and uh, put on the wedding singer and Savvy got home and she was like, all right, Chevelle will be out first, then Cash, then you, then Elite. I'm like, and it certainly worked out the way she said it would. So, what else is happening? We got lacrosse starting soon. Don't know anything about that, so I'll keep you posted on my boring life of lacrosse practices. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to get uh, get that buddy of mine in here. That he's still a producer now. I think he's working on all the. Uh, country rock stuff. I hope I didn't already say all this shit. But uh, I'm going to try to get him in here. And then I got a couple other people I want to talk to. But for tonight, I'm going to go up to the museum. And uh, Jason and I are going to do a podcast, I think, on um, Veterans Day. Which I'm going to put together something to do on this one, too. That whole weekend uh, is important to me. Um, my mom, My mom's birthday was the 9th. Marine Corps' birthday is the 10th, and then Veterans Day is the 11th. So it was always kind of a couple cool three days for me. And uh, So, yeah, I'm going to put together something and see if I can't talk for a little while about that. So That's all I'm going to go do here in a little bit. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to talk about, guys. I, I really didn't even feel creative when I came down here today, and that's kind of important to me. Um, but I'm starting to learn that sometimes... I don't necessarily have to feel that way when I come down here. It'll just kind of happen the way it's supposed to when I get here. 
right? So I don't know. I just uh, I wanted to come put something out for sure and talk about my medical problems. But, um, yeah, I had an idea about uh, getting somebody else in here, kind of like uh, not a co-host, but kind of in that in that uh, lane a little bit because it somebody told me one time that it, it's harder to get um, guests in than you think. And I was like, no way, man. Who would want to come do this? But turns out, fucking nobody. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, like I've said before, man, if I, if I lived some life where I went and, like, did all this extraordinary shit all the time, it would be easy to talk about. Oh, fuck. Um, but I don't. However, I just forgot about something. Did you know that polar bears, their skin is actually black underneath of their hair? No, you didn't. Because I... I've heard that before, but wasn't sure about it. And uh, we went to the zoo yesterday. The kids had the day off, so we went to the, what do they call it? The Magnificent Spectacular? They call it something, St. Louis Zoo. If you don't live in St. Louis, your zoo is not as good as ours, I guarantee it, because I've been to a couple zoos, and everybody says San Diego. Now, San Diego Zoo is fucking cool, but it's not free like ours is, and I think... I think we beat them out anyway. Now you bitches have SeaWorld right down the street, so that's pretty cool. I can give you that one. But um, yeah, so we uh, wanted to go do something, and I hadn't been to the zoo. The zoo is a place I like to go myself. So I'm like, fuck it, let's go to the zoo. But yeah, we got to see a big polar bear, and we rode that train around. And uh, sure enough, it was one of the fun facts on the back of one of the seats. On the So I took it as my own, and then... You know, of course, everybody knew that I read it off that thing and told me to stop saying it. But uh, so we were checking out the lions and we kind of walked around, dude, in this one. It turned out to be a tiger. I thought it was the fucking the king, but uh, it turned out to be a big Siberian tiger started roaring. We were too far away to go. Like, we turned around to try to go see it actually roar. Because we had just been looking at the motherfucker, and he was doing nothing but chewing on this big... I don't even... It was like a quarter of an animal. It was awesome. But, uh, uh, yeah, we had already taken off, and this dude started just belting. And, I mean, like, that sound... It's one thing to hear it on TV, but when you're at the zoo, like, whatever, a quarter mile away from it, you can hear it, and, like... Right when he first started wailing, I looked back at Cash and Cash was like, holy shit. And I'm like, dude, imagine that thing not being locked up. Like, imagine that thing even having the possibility of getting at you and you hear that fucking sound. That would be so gnarly. And, uh, but yeah, by the time we made it back over there, he was already shut up. And I think I went to the wrong place. Like I said, I thought it was the king. So I walked over to his habitat and that motherfucker was laying around doing nothing. I always feel like, uh, and I know that some of those animals, like they have problems to where they wouldn't survive in the wild. So I try to picture all of the animals in that uh, category, right? I don't like to think of them like that dude was just fine being a hunter and the king of the fucking jungle and kill anything he wants to kill and eat it right in front of everybody. Um and then they t they they tranked him and flew him from fucking Africa to be in this shitty. It's not shitty, but to a lion, it's shitty. Like enclosure at the St. Louis Zoo. 
also, you know that those animals have got to live better lives than most, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're very well taken care of. And those people there are so awesome. The, the people that work there, the zoologists, I guess they're called. Uh, so, you know, they're fucking way well taken care of and fed and everything. And so, I mean, yeah, they got that going for them for sure. But, uh, still feel bad, dude. With the predators, the other animals, it's like, they're probably loving that shit. But those predator, a fucking elephant, an Asian elephant, just, just, uh, what do they call that when something's just walking, just pacing back and forth? It's like, dude, you know this thing wants to be in, and they got a waterfall for it. It's a fucking cool enclosure, but it's not freedom. So I always kind of like, fuck. I mean, as cool as it is to be able to be that close to some of these just beautiful creatures, it's still kind of a bummer that they're there. I don't know, for our education, but also amusement, you know. But yeah, dude, a fucking, some silverbacks, grizzly bears, this one grizzly, and I'm not even sure, I don't think it was like a massive grizzly bear as far as grizzly bears go. There were two of them in this, uh, that on that yesterday, uh, specifically that were out, but the one dude kept, it might have been a female, I'm just, I'm just uh, assuming gender, that's my bad, um, kept standing up, and it's just like, to see the fucking, the just mass and power behind that thing, I don't know, man, I, good luck, you, I, it can run faster than you, it can climb faster than you, uh, blah, 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 disembowel you with one, like, eighth of a stroke with its arm, you know what I mean, just like those claws get at you, it's over, it's just, you feel fucking weak next to a real alpha animal, like any one of those, like those chimps, no problem swinging and just hanging by one arm, and it's like, dude, they're like 15 times as strong as the human body, it's like, it's so incredible, dude, we are, uh, I don't know, they're, they're not spider monkeys, but they're some kind of little monkeys, they're fucking awesome, right, so at this zoo, these kids can actually, there's a, like a, like a climb around thing that is right next to an outdoor, whatever these little primates are, right next to it, I mean, it's gotta be fucking dope as a kid to go up there, of course, it was closed when I take my kids, because I'm a bad parent, but it's got to be cool to be climbing around in this thing and having these monkeys like basically climb around with you, right? Um, so they're they're all over the place. They're little. They had all kinds of shit and the, the, to jump around and hang on and swing from. And the, the two were just they were like it, you could imagine them being brothers, and they were just jumping around and wrestling. And there's these other two up in the corner, obviously male female. The one was real light gray and. Uh, there were some kids there that said like that one's definitely the male. So I guess they saw his root, but, um, I didn't see any of that. I was kind of over on the other side, dude. And he starts humping on this fucking chick, this female monkey, I guess I should say, uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the look on the twins faces, like Alicia and Chevelle kind of like, uh, they went over around some other way they, you know, they were with us, but they were over there. And I was standing there with the twins and they both kind of just looked up at me like, what the fuck is, you know? And I mean, dude, he was just giving. 
oh, fuck. I, this is how I was laughing yesterday, but a lot louder. Cause I mean, it's like all these kids, you know, I, I mean, my kids have been through sex ed. I think they have an idea, but not quite like that. You know, he was just, he was hooking up on her, dude. And I mean to tell you, I fucking laughed and I haven't laughed like a good, that good, like stomach, just fucking laugh. I haven't done one of those in a minute, man. It was fucking hilarious. And, and so I, I guess he busted out and then, uh, jumped back on this bitch a couple minutes later. And I mean to tell you, we were fucking cutting up, dude. And then, uh, and then, <laughs> then the male bends over and this female's just, just licking his ass, just cleaning his ass for him, dude. And I mean, at this time, my giggling ass had moved around to where they're, they're 10 feet away from us inside the enclosure, of course, but it's like netting, you know I mean? You can see they're right in front of us, dude. And again, I still had the twins with me and now Alicia and Chevelle are kind of on the other side. Uh, so I've been, you know, like these younger teenagers are standing over there. Just everybody's just cutting the fuck up, dude. And I Sammy was like, Oh, what, she, what are they doing? I'm like, man, that one's licking that other one's ass. You know? And she was like, Ugh. and we were, but, uh, Alicia and Chevelle were kind of standing there and this one came over and this dude, like, I don't know if it was a male or if I wasn't over there, but he like spread Eagle and just was showing them all the goods, man. And then Alicia said that he just kind of smiled. Like he opened up how monkeys do and shit. And I mean to tell you as a family, we look like a couple of fucking idiots. Cause we were laughing and I mean, laughing, laughing. It was fucking great. Oh shit. I forgot about it. See, this is why I should just come down here and hit record. Cause it's funny telling shit like that. But yeah, then, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to have Sammy come down here and tell you guys a story because she's the funniest one. Because she's just like, what the fuck is going on, man? And everybody's laughing. So she just wasn't wrapping her head around exactly what was happening. I'm like, ah, that's how babies are made. You know, I wasn't going to about to be like, they're fucking. But uh, Chevelle, of course, understood that. Not, I shouldn't say, of course, Jesus. But she's been through more classes and shit than them about it. So she kind of, but she even asked me, she was like, but why, why was it like that? And I'm like, man, that's the, that's the easiest way, I guess, to make, I mean, this is not my lane, but it was fucking funny, man. And so then, uh, I'm sitting on that train and, uh, Alicia and Chevelle are in one seat and the seat right in front of them, the whole thing's like packed pretty much. Right. So there's this one seat open. And uh, this nice old lady was sitting in it, and I said, "Ma'am, can I sit here?" There's my family, you know. She's like, "Yeah, yeah." And Alicia pointed out that she had a marine something on her shirt. To which, of course, I said something to the effect of, "Am I sitting with another marine or something?" And uh, the husband or the, the the friend of the family, whatever this, this guy, and then there was another dude in front of him. They both kind of turned around, and we were talking, and. Uh, he was part of the 26 Marines. Um, I didn't look all this up, so don't quote me on it. But I think he said they were they were around for six or nine years, whichever one. But these dudes took uh, Iwo Jima in Japan. I mean, like the, the, the shit that he was talking about. Uh, these are some real old dudes. I mean, they were they were bad motherfuckers. And uh so we were kind of rapping about that and then, 
you know, so I, I stood up to let the lady out. They got off at the next stop and I stood up to let her out and kind of shook both their hands and they were, they were so cool. They were like, Hey, you know, everything going okay. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, thanks for checking in and stuff. Uh, a lot of us, that's kind of what we tend to do. If you don't know, um, just kind of check on a dude and make sure he's doing all right. And the, the one I said, you know, I, I kicked, uh, I kicked all the bad habits a while back. So everything's been a lot better since that. He was like, well, that's a good first step, you know? And, um, he had said something to the effect of you're here with your family, man. So you're doing, you're doing something right. And I was like, yeah, you know, so, but I was thinking about, uh, like what those guys went through and I'm just talking Iwo Jima alone. And this is just from what I know about it is like, uh, maybe I'll add this in on the veterans day thing, but um, to think about what those guys went through at the same age as I was, I'm sure. Um, and how much more difficult and how better train their enemy and, uh, um, just like logistics, you know, resupply and like, you know what it's like to fight uphill. I mean, obviously the tactical advantage is being on top of the hill, right? If, if you're, if you ever find yourself in a position to be in the offense, people go high ground because obviously everybody has to come up to you, which is harder work physically they ha they can see less. I mean, there's it, all the tactical advantage goes to who's got the higher ground. So, knowing that, um, man, it kind of trips me out. It gives me goosebumps and shit. But knowing that everything was against, you know, tactically everything was against these guys that were my age a long time ago, and they fucking held it down and fought through it and made it up and now I get to talk to them at a fucking train or on a train at the St. Louis Zoo and it's like they were really nice and happy to talk to me and they it, there was that whole like um obviously new generation thing of course these these gentlemen were older than much older than myself but like um the fact that uh two people, you know, there was a handful of us standing there talking to those guys and one of me, of course, but, um, that, that like people from completely different generations, completely different states and cities and families and everything, um, it can have so much in common without knowing virtually anything about each other. You know, they asked who I was with. I told them and they, of course, know who First Marines is and all the shit we did over the Guadalcanal. And, but it's like uh, to have so much in common with somebody that you don't know at all that's such a different age bracket than you. And then uh, on, this, on the train, the fucking person in the back is talking about all what's going on, which most people want to be listening to, of course, right? That's why you're on the train. Oh, coming up on your ride, it's going to be the polar bear named Jesse and the... And uh, his wife goes, uh, hey, me, he and I are talking. He's turned around talking to me and his wife's like, hey, we're supposed to be listening to this. He goes, we've got more important shit to talk about, honey. And I was like, yes, dude, that's such a fucking man, you know. I would get in trouble for it, but this bad motherfucker was going to tell her, hey, 
I don't give a fuck about that polar bear or this museum. I'm talking to another Marine here, and we've got something in common that goes much deeper than that fucking bear or the zoo or anything. It, it was just, it was, it was cool the way he uh, gave me the time of day, you know. Um, and if you don't understand that, I understand why that's hard to understand. But if you do, you get what I'm saying too, right? Those old dudes taking time to talk to a young Marine or younger Marine is is something that uh, I'll do. Uh, I'll do it anytime. But, you know, when I get older, it'll it'll be that cool thing where it's 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 cool to be a, a veteran again. You know, so that was a good kind of end of the day. We got off the train and took off from there. But I was thinking about those dudes ever since. And uh, I'm going to read up on 26 and kind of check them out and see what they were up to, because I know it was some pretty pretty badass shit but it was nice those dudes man and uh you know maybe we'll run into them again someday who knows but well hey man i gotta get out of here and go up to the museum and see if i can come up with something to say on that one so uh channel 12 down the hatch dude appreciate it thanks for checking me out thanks for the downloads um as always if you want to uh, just ask me any questions or chat or or come in here and be on my fucking podcast would you if you got something interesting to say you could be a bread baker or a, a mechanic that dude theo vaughn he's a really funny comedian he just had a new york city um garbage collector trash man on his podcast and i was listening to some of it it's fucking interesting so instead of uh maybe focusing on you know, people in entertainment and sports and military and all that shit. <clears throat> As I've said, man, everybody's got a cool story to tell. It's just you got to get it out of them. So I'm going to keep my eyes open for just people around the neighborhood that started their own business. And Alicia knows a dude with a taco shop here in St. Louis. I think it's Rockstar Tacos. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to kind of like try to see if I can do so I'm going to I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a fucking blind dude on here. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to find a blind dude or person, girl, I don't give a fuck, that's cool with talking about like wiping your ass and how you do that and how you make a sandwich and know that you're putting jelly on it instead of like mayonnaise, you know, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to try that's what I'm going to fucking do, man. Good thing I came down here today, folks. Episode 12 in the bag. Thanks a lot, man. PJM DJM 1961 at Gmail if you got anything for me. Holler at your old buddy, Dom. All right, man, I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.